Welcome to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. You are listening to the show that will help you create a culture of duplicating leadership across your organization. Scott is one of the founding members of the John Maxwell Leadership Coaching and Development Team. He is an international trainer and speaks in front of tens of thousands of people each year. He is a man of great vision and integrity, and he is committed to helping others succeed. Mr. Scott Ross. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Leadership Podcast that we do every week at 3 o'clock Central Time on Wednesday afternoons. If you're joining us live, thanks for being on the line. If you're listening to this as a recording around the world, we're super excited for you to be a part of our community of leaders who are elevating their lids, expanding their capabilities, and increasing and improving their skills. My name is Scott Ross, and if you are brand new to this podcast or this call, uh, there's a way that you can get the archives. I went back and looked yesterday. We have 83 episodes and counting, and you have a gold mine of information that's available to you. And we have updated the technology we're using to support this podcast platform to make it easy for anybody on any device to be able to get it. So if you go to Scott Ross online.com that's s-c-o-t-t-r-o-s-s-o-n-l-i-n-e scottrossonline.com you will be able to see all of the previous episodes there is also an instructional page on how to subscribe to the podcast whether you're an iphone user an android user you want to get it in your inbox through email or multiple other ways that we have made it possible for you to listen Uh, guys we have been doing a series that we concluded last week called Everyone Can Sell. If you have not listened to that series, I highly recommend it. But this week I wanted to do something unique and uh, stop down at the beginning of our year and talk about how to achieve your goals for 2016. It is mid-January or almost right in the middle of January. We're two days from the middle of January, halfway through the first month of the year being gone. And You know, this is the kind of information or podcast that you might expect to get at the very beginning of a year or in December. That's when most people talk about goal setting. But what I find is that this is the time of year when most people's motivation begins to die off. And this is where most people achieving their goals go sideways. They had great ambition going into the year, but two weeks in, life has set in, and they find themselves the creatures of their old habits. And you become disappointed, disillusioned, frustrated, complacent, and willing to settle for what you've had in the past. And so I think it's a great time for us to reinvigorate our goals, reinvigorate our dreams, and talk about how to actually achieve what we want to achieve in 2016. Now, I have to tell you that most people fail in achieving their goals all because of how they have set the goals in the first place. You know, 90% of people have no goals at all. They have what are called New Year's resolutions. They resolve to do certain things like, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to make more money or whatever. These resolutions are not goals. And in and of themselves, just in the way that we set them, just in the fact that it's a resolution and not a goal, we already are set up for failure. But then... Of the 10% that actually do set goals, even in that process, it is wrought with failure because of how they go about 
accomplishing or thinking about the goal. And so what I want to do is talk about a unique mindset that I've developed over the years that's allowed me to achieve a lot. And I start with traditional goal setting, but I go to another level that most people don't go to that I believe is the difference between having a goal and actually achieving a goal. See, a lot of people want to train on goal setting. I'd rather train on goal achieving. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you have a paper and pen, I would encourage you to write down a series of steps because these are the steps that I go through every time that I am wanting to accomplish something. And I'm going to walk you through those steps. And we're going to go quickly here. This is a process that would really take you longer than what this call is going to be. But I encourage you, take these steps and over the next few days, sit down and run through the process, run through the sequence, and set yourself up to have the best year of your life. Now, the first thing you need to do is you are going to need to segment your life into some logical categories. So, for example, you might have a category called relationships. You might have a category called health and fitness. You might have a category called personal finance. You might have a category, if you're an employee and you have control of your income, you might have an income category. If you're an entrepreneur, you might have a business category. Uh, you might have a spiritual category for your spiritual growth and development. You might have an intellectual category or a, a personal development category. Uh, whatever. You need to segment your life into the categories that apply to you. Now, within those categories, we're going to begin to create our goals. And the next step would be to envision the life that you want, your perfect life within each of those categories. And you start with the perfect life, and then you begin to back down into one year from today. Because, see, we want to be thinking in different horizons. And I'm kind of abbreviating this training for the sake of it being a podcast. But understand that we're going to be thinking 10 years, 20 years out. And then we're going to back it up to maybe five years out. And then we're going to back it up to even closer to being one year away. And what you want to do is you want to envision your perfect life in each of those categories, one year from now. So what do I mean by your perfect life a year from now? Well, you're not going to be able to accomplish everything you want to accomplish that would take you 20 years in a year, obviously. But you want to feel great about this year. You want to look back in December of 2016 saying this year was a home run. So here's the question for this exercise. What would the home run look like? What would mean home run to you on December 31st of 2016 in each of those categories? Like, let's say that your fitness is a big deal to you. Obviously, you're not going to become, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Olympia in the next 12 months. But what would a home run be? What would it look like and feel like to know that you had accomplished everything you wanted this year? You had had a really productive year in health and fitness. How about financially? How about relationally? How about spiritually? And that's what you want to start to write down. You want to start to write it out. What does it look like, feel like? Don't worry about goals yet. 
get the picture in your mind because your subconscious doesn't operate on goals. Your subconscious operates on pictures. It has a way that it thinks things should be and it tries to align your life with how that picture looks. The subconscious doesn't know the difference between reality and dream, between reality and vision of the future. And if you envision a future long enough, consistently enough, your subconscious will begin to chart a course to make that vision and the reality you're living one and the same thing. So start with the vision of your perfect life one year from now. Now, once you've done that, we are then going to go into that life and begin to create some goals. Now, many of you may have heard some goal-setting training before. It's a mouthful, goal-setting training. But you, many of you have learned how to set goals, and you've probably heard of the acronym for SMART goals. Let me tell you what that is if you've never heard it, because we do want to set SMART goals. A SMART goal is, first of all, it's, it's an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. S stands for specific. This goal must be very specific. To say, I want a better relationship with my wife is not specific. To say, I want to be more fit is not specific. Saying, I weigh X amount of pounds and am X percentage of body fat, that is specific. To say, my wife and I can truly say that we are best friends is way more specific than a better relationship. To say, my children honor my requests the first time is a specific thing rather than better relationship with my children. So you want your goal to be specific. The second thing you want it to be is measurable. Now, both of the examples I gave, or all three of the examples I gave before, are measurable. You see, it's not measurable to say, I want to be more fit. It is measurable to say, I want to have 15% body fat. It is measurable to say, I want to weigh 175 pounds. That is a measurable goal. So every goal you set needs to be measurable. It's not I want to make more money. It's I want to make $100,000 by December 31st, 2016. Next, it needs to be actionable. Actionable means you could do something. It has implicit in the goal something you can go and do. So I want to feel more spiritual is not really an actionable thing. However, saying I want to have studied the book of Romans. That's actionable. We have something we can go do to say, I want to have a vibrant prayer life. Even though that's a little bit more soft, it's not as measurable as I'd want it to be. We could add measurability to it later, but that's at least an actionable statement. The R stands for realistic. Now, don't get me wrong here. We do not want goals that are as easy to accomplish as, as we could think up. We don't want things that don't cause us to stretch. However, we do need them to be realistic in the sense that 
They have to be possible. They should stretch us, but still be possible. You will grow very quickly disillusioned and frustrated by setting a goal that is too out there. You know, I'll talk about this in a minute, but one of the things people do, for instance, is they set a fitness goal and then they make up some unrealistic schedule. Like I'm going to wake up at four in the morning every day and go work out because that's the only time I could do it. Well, no, you will not. You will not get up at four in the morning every day. You'll be done with that in the first three days. Within 72 hours, you're done. It's over. Moving on. You need it to be realistic. To say, if you have never made $100,000 in a year, to say this year I'm going to make $5 million is unrealistic. Now, could you make $5 million over the next five years? Yes. That's realistic. $5 million when you've never made 100000 in the next 12 months? Probably not. Let's stretch you. If you've only ever made $50,000 and we're going to be doubling that to $100,000, that is a stretch goal, but yet realistic. Next, the T is that it's got to be time bound. It has to be time bound. Now, this means that we have to set a a date for it. And let me give you some, some help with this. Most people, the thing they do to to fulfill this requirement of time bound is they just slap the last day of the year on there. But this causes you to actually procrastinate because you're thinking, shoot, December 31st is way out there. I've got all these goals, but I don't have to achieve any of them till December 31st. And so you tend to procrastinate and get none of them accomplished. What would be better is Set aggressive goals throughout the year. So make a goal to have done something by March 31st and then May 15th and then August 1st and so forth. I'm just giving you that as a tip. No matter what you do, though, it must be time bound. See, it's not I'm going to weigh 175 pounds. It's I'm going to weigh 175 pounds by May 1st, 2016. So time bound it. So those are smart goals. Now, one of the gentlemen that I admire and listen to his podcast and read a lot of his blog material is a gentleman named Michael Hyatt, who used to be the CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishers, one of the largest publishing houses in the world. And he came up with an addition to the SMART goal acronym. And he created something called Smarter Goals. And I'm just going to give you his E and his R just for your edification because I like them as well. He adds to being specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound. Being E, exciting. The goal should excite you. It should not be someone else's goal for you. It should be something that motivates you. And this really lines up with my training of having a picture of, of your perfect life. The picture of your perfect life by its nature is going to invigorate you. It's going to get you out of bed in the morning. Your goals need to get you out of bed in the morning. You know, a lot of us, I'll I'll just be real. A lot of us have been told to get fit. And so that's the only reason we want to get fit. But really, some of us just don't even care about that. We've got other things we want to do with our life. And that's not a bad thing. I know in our modern era of worshiping the human form, maybe that sounds like an anthema, but what if you wanted to be a millionaire more than you wanted to get fit? Well, maybe that's a good goal. I'm just saying either way, it needs to fire you up. It cannot be someone else's vision of your life, someone else's standard for you, or someone else's goal for you. And then 
And, and I'll give you another example here. A lot of people who are in college want to get straight A's because their parents want them to get straight A's. I'm not against getting straight A's or getting a 4.0 average, but if the 4.0 average doesn't motivate or fire you up, you're simply going to frustrate yourself in this process. And then the last is it's got to be relevant. What does that mean? Well, relevant means it's got to fit with your where you are in your life. I mean, I knew a guy one time and he was in his 40s, had never been an athlete, and was telling me he was going to go play for a professional team. That was his goal. I love the guy, but I'm looking at him going, dude, this is not relevant to your life. The people who are already pro athletes don't get to play when they're 40. You're not going to do it. It's just not a relevant goal to your life. Let's focus you on areas that are relevant to your life. So that's smarter goals, adding the exciting part and the relevant part. So let's just quickly review. We've segmented our life into categories. We have envisioned our perfect life, and we've backed it into the perfect year. What would a home run look like in each of those categories? We've then taken that home run picture, and we've peeled out of that picture some smarter goals that relate to each of those categories. Now is where it's going to get hard, because this is where I take goal setting from goal setting to goal achieving. The first thing you need to do is determine what I call your big five. You see, life is short, time is precious, and we can't do everything. And the winners, the achievers are the ones who are able to prioritize. They are able to focus on what they need to do most. So you're going to have a whole slew of goals around a lot of these different categories. But what I want you to do is determine the five most critical goals to you having a home run year. And you only get five. I've even considered making this the big three because for most people, even five can be too many. But I'm going to make it easy on you. You have five things that you can do this year What are those? These are the five that if you didn't do them, your year was a failure. And if you did them, your year was a massive success. Even if you accomplished everything else, if these five are missing, your year is shot. If you accomplish these five and accomplish nothing else, your year was a home run. What are your big five? So you're going to go through and eliminate a lot of goals. And when you're left with your big five, we get to where... The rubber really meets the road. Remember how every goal we set was going to be actionable. Well, you've probably heard me say this a thousand times, and that is that we cannot choose our results. Our disciplines choose our results for us. Therefore, we celebrate the disciplines, not the results. The reason most people don't achieve their goals is the goal is never turned into disciplines. And the only thing that can get you what you want are your disciplines. Your intentions don't determine what you get. Your talent doesn't determine what you get. The people where you live don't determine what you get. Who your mom or your daddy was doesn't determine what you get. There's one thing that determines what you get. Your disciplines, what you actually do. So now what we want to do is with each of the big five, we want to pick out 
what would the discipline be that would make the biggest impact on that goal? And you get to pick one. What is the one discipline that would have the biggest impact on that goal? For example, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to grow your business, you might determine that the number one discipline would be prospecting. That your funnel is just flat out not full of enough prospects. When you get in front of people, you're able to get yeses. You're able to get business. But you just don't have enough people to be in front of. So that needs to be your number one discipline. Or you might determine that your number one discipline would be cooking your meals on Sundays so you can pack them and carry them with you throughout the week, not being tempted by fast food. Whatever your goal is and whatever your discipline is, you then take that number one discipline and figure out any dependencies that that discipline would contain. What do I mean by that? Well, if you say, for instance, that your number one discipline would be working out, okay? Well, what are the dependencies for you to work out? What are the things that are going to keep you from working out or enable you to work out? For example, would you have to be in bed by a certain time at night so that you are awake early enough to work out? Would you need child care? Would you need uh, transportation? Whatever the case is, you need to figure out any dependent disciplines that must exist for that main discipline to thrive, to be sustainable. Once you do that, you're going to then figure out the time and the frequency necessary for that discipline. So, as an example, if you, going back to our prospecting, how much time would you need to prospect and how often would that need to happen in a given week to have the impact that you need it to have on your goal? So let's say that you determine, well, I would need to do a good solid two hours of prospecting twice a week and it would change my business. It would totally transform my results. Or I would need to uh, be able to do my Bible study 30 minutes a day, five days a week. So you're going to figure out in your discipline and any of the dependent disciplines, how much time does it take and what would the frequency be? And now here's where it gets really challenging, but this is what's going to make your goal actually happen. You've got to go into your calendar and you have to cut everything from your schedule that would be necessary to produce the amount of time you just said you needed. So again, using our prospecting example, you said two hours twice a week. That's four hours during the week. You're going to need to go into your schedule and take two days of your calendar and figure out what goes, what goes bye-bye. Now you in this process may end up tweaking you may determine, I can't cut out two straight hours on any given day. Let me tell you what you don't do. Do not change the time requirement you initially came up with. You determined, if I, I need four hours. If I don't do four hours, it doesn't cause the result that I want. 
Don't change the four hours. Keep the four hours. Change the frequency. Instead of two hours twice a week, do one hour four times a week or 30 minutes eight times a week. Whatever is the case, you need to go into your calendar and eliminate everything that would be necessary for that discipline to fit. Now, this is probably obvious based on what I'm telling you, but let me make it very plain. You will not achieve the goal by adding this discipline to your schedule without removing something because you are not superhuman. The 24 hours you've got is the 24 hours you've got, and it is unrealistic. You are a creature of habit. You will not add this to what you've already got going on on a consistent basis. You have to eliminate. This is referring back to the law of sacrifice. The law of sacrifice says we must let go of lesser things to take hold of greater things. you got to figure out what's going to go. TV time, gone. Facebook, gone. Um, it could even be things that are quote-unquote good such as singing in the choir at church or, um, you know, being a part of the budget committee or going out and serving in that charity. I'm not telling you not to serve in charity, but I'm telling you that if your big five are your big five and that's not one of them for this season of your life, perhaps that goes. You've got to be absolutely ruthless with cutting what will not work, what or cutting what will prevent you from achieving your goals, what will prevent you from undertaking the disciplines you've said would make the big impact. And then, simple, add those disciplines in to those spots in your calendar. You just put them on the calendar where that previous thing used to exist. And here's a lesson or a rule for life. Write it down. My calendar is my boss. My calendar is my boss. If you have on Tuesday at 2 o'clock prospecting, you never, ever, ever, ever schedule something else there. It's the boss. If you had a boss that you work for, if you work for a company now and the boss has a standing meeting with you, do you schedule something over that? If the spouse needs you to go do X or Y, do you just go, okay, well, I could, I'll just do it at Tuesday on Tuesday at 2 because all I had was my prospecting time. I control that. If it was the boss time, would you, would you do that? Of course not. Would you just overlook it? Would you miss it? Would you skip it? No. Well, you've got to treat your calendar just like that. Your calendar is your boss. Your calendar is a tyrant. It will not give you mercy. It will not give you grace to miss an appointment. If it's on the calendar, that's what gets done. And you never, ever schedule something over that time. I joke with my guys. I do a discipleship program. And, um, you know, guys from week to week will be like, hey, man, sorry, I booked this this week. I'll catch y'all next week. And I always joke with them. How would you book it? Like, why would you book it? You know this is the time we meet. So guess what? It's not available for the booking. And of course, I'm kind of half joking with them. But you've got to treat your disciplines like that. You cannot overlook what's on the calendar. It is your boss. Last step, and this will add a huge asset to you. Tell as many people as you can what you should be doing at every moment of the day. Like, Tell people, hey, by the way, every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, I need to be writing. 
If you don't see me writing, you need to let me know. If you find out I'm somewhere else, you need to text me. Why are you there? That's your writing time. Hey, just so you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I'm supposed to be in the gym. If you don't see me post a picture of myself in the gym on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, you need to tell me. You need to tell everybody you can where you should be at any given time so that they're your little police for whether you are at the right place doing the right thing. And here's a tip. Give them permission to challenge you and then don't resent them when they challenge you. You know, your wife says to you, um, why are you watching football game right now? I thought you said that you cared about achieving this. A lot of guys would be like, who are you to ask? No, wrong. Eh, shut it down right there. You have given her permission to challenge you if you're not doing what's going to make you the better version of yourself that you said you want to be. So give them permission to challenge you and don't resent them when they do. So let's quickly review. We have segmented our life into categories. We have envisioned our perfect life. We have then backed that into what a perfect year would look like. What would a home run look like in every one of those categories? We have then created smarter goals around each of those visions that we have for our perfect year. We've then eliminated every goal but the big five, the five that we have to have happen for the year to be a success, the five that without achieving in those areas would mean our year was a failure. We then have determined the number one discipline that would impact our ability to achieve that goal and figured out any dependent disciplines. We've then determined how much time those disciplines would take out of our schedule and what frequency we would need to have them occur in our schedule. And then we've gone into the schedule and we've cut out enough items that those disciplines and the time we said they would take will now fit into the schedule. We then add the disciplines into those new holes in our calendar that exist because we cut the lesser things so we could take hold of the greater things. And then the calendar has become our boss. We get an extra layer of accountability by telling everybody we can where we should be and what we should be doing. And we give them permission to challenge us without resenting it because we know they have our greater good in mind. Guys, if you do these things, you're going to have the best year of your life. I hope this has been helpful and valuable to you. Get on scottrossonline.com, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends and family about the podcast, and uh, listen to the archives. And next week, we're going to be starting a brand new series that's going to be absolutely dynamic. Can't wait to be with you then. Until then, God bless you. Let's keep raising ourselves to a higher level. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. You can find other episodes at scottrossonline.com.